Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Money Down Podcast. Now, as you can see, we got a nice little improved setup. You know, we got the new microphone here. You know, it's looking all bougie. You know, the background's obviously tells you that you can tell I'm a pro. You know, we got the new camera right here set up. And we're back. I know it's been a long time, but, you know, I was waiting to kind of get this upgraded setup and really come back in full swing and get this content rolling we're back the day before the college football playoffs start so the rundown is possible we're going to talk about the college football playoffs real quick then i'm going to review every first round pick from this past nfl draft and then to end it off we can go ahead and talk about a little bit of the jaguars head coaching and who i think they should choose um, we're going to try and get the content rolling again they'll probably get a mock draft out either later this week or beginning of next week and go ahead and get everything rolling again but let's go ahead and jump right on into it we're going to be first talk about Bama versus Cincinnati, the first playoff game. Well, actually, I don't know which one's first in timing-wise, but that's the first one we're going to talk about. The one versus four Bama coming in versus Cincinnati. Now, no one has any belief on in Cincinnati right now. You know, everyone – I mean, they, they did a great job. And honestly, I don't think they're going to win the game. You know, I think Cincinnati's a really good team, and they're going to give Bama a better fight than I think a lot of people are ready for. But, I mean, the one thing that scares me is – we saw what Aiden Hutchinson did to that Ohio State offense. I mean, that Ohio State offense was rolling, and a guy like Aiden Hutchinson came in against Nicholas Petit Frere, who is, who was kind of around a first round pick. I mean, he ended up kind of falling down and towards like the second round after that game. That's the Aiden Hutchinson effect. But the thing I'm even more scared about than that is Will Anderson versus whoever since he is putting out at tackle because Will Anderson is better than Aiden Hutchinson. I'm going to say that straight up right here. Will Anderson is the best player in the country right now, the best defensive player. I don't know how he wasn't up there for all these defensive awards. I'm not even going to talk about Jordan Davis. Um, if you know me, you know how I feel about Jordan Davis. I think that was the most egregious award we've ever given out. I think he's the least deserving uh, but kiss winner, I believe that's one of the best defensive players. I don't get me wrong, he's good, but I'll get into it in a later video. But I think he he did not deserve that award. But Will Anderson definitely should have been in that category because he's a monster, he's a true sophomore this year, and I'm not ready to see what he does to Cincy. I think he could single handedly shut down that entire Cincinnati passing attack. And they're gonna have to rely on the run. Now they have a good running back, Jerome Ford. He's actually an Alabama transfer transfer. They they're going to have to try and run the ball because they're not going to be able to sit back and pass when with Will Anderson on the other side. So I think it's going to be really low scoring. I think Cincy can actually battle with Bama's offense, though. I mean, they have two great corners, Ahmad Gardner and Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's changed his number, actually, from 7 to 8 to honor the other Kobe Bryant for the playoffs. And, you know, they're going to have some juice on that defense. Maje Sanders is going to try and get after the quarterback. Those two corners are going to be putting in their work trying to shut down these Alabama receivers. I think they will do a lot of work, but I just I think Bama comes out on top. It'll probably be some kind of score. Like I honestly can see Cincy only putting up seven, ten points, maybe like a twenty-eight to ten. Um, I think Alabama could kind of push out late. Since he's gonna hold on for a while, but then they're just Bama's gonna make that final run when they're really the better team and Nick Saban's gonna get them ready. Next up, we have Michigan versus Georgia. Now this is gonna be this is going to be like, if you remember the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl, I could see a game like It is going to be a defensive battle. I mean, there's not a lot of firepower on either one of these offenses. And the one thing you look at with Michigan, how their offense has gotten by, is their run game. They ran all over Ohio State. You will not run against Georgia. As much as I was saying about how Jordan Davis, how he didn't deserve that award, 
one thing you can give Jordan Davis for is he's one of the best run stoppers in the probably the best run stopper in the country. One of the best run stopping noses we've seen in a while. Now, he's going to shut down that Michigan running game. They're going to have to try and hit the outside, which they might be able to do. But we're, we're going to have to see a lot from Michigan. I don't think Michigan will move the ball against Georgia. I really don't think they'll be able to move the ball. It's gonna be, now, if you go to the other side, Georgia is going to have to run the ball because it's the same kind of thing I'm looking at for Cincy. They will not be able to block Aiden Hutchinson. They're not going to be able to sit back and pass. So they are going to have to run the ball, and that's going to be the key. If Georgia can run the ball, they're going to win this game easily. But if Georgia is struggling running the ball, this is going to be a dogfight i could see like a 13 to 6 outcome you know maybe a pick six in there ends up winning the game for one of the teams it's gonna be ugly in the end i i think i'm still gonna have to i'd still go with georgia in the end just because i just don't think michigan i think michigan is a little overrated they're a great team but like we saw what happened against michigan state i mean if georgia can get their running game going it's gonna be a repeat of that game so that's just kind of how I see it because they have an actual defense. The reason they blew out a team like Ohio State, that was such a good team, is because Ohio State could not stop the run. Ohio, If Ohio State could have stopped the run, they would have won that game easily, but they could not stop the run. Georgia will be able to stop the run, and I just don't see Michigan having much success outside of that. Now we're going to go ahead and get on to the review of every first-round pick. So I'm going to go through every first-round pick of the 2021 NFL Draft, and I'm going to go ahead and give them a grade on 1 to 5. 5 being, you know, they're they're set like you definitely made the right pick for being you know you probably made the right pick but you know maybe we have to see a little more you know but it's still really good you know that was a really good pick three being you know it was a good pick but maybe they could have gone somewhere else um two being yeah you probably should have gone somewhere else they might be all right but you should have gone somewhere else and one being yeah you made the wrong pick so (laughs) we're gonna go ahead and go through every pick like that now i am gonna have to give out some na's some not applicable um because some of these players haven't really played a lot and we kind of still need to see more from them but we're just gonna go ahead and get right on the top number one trevor lawrence um you know i've seen a lot of things online about trevor lawrence he's only thrown one touchdown in the past like six games which is actually pretty concerning but it has i i i mean not a lot of quarterbacks would succeed with what's been going on i mean urban meyer's kicking dudes he's partying with the ladies late at night he gets kicked off the team. Their offensive coordinator, who knows what he's doing. I saw some very questionable play calls. You know, Trevor Lawrence is out there spiking the ball with, like, 30 seconds left on a third down. You know, it's it's, it's a mess in Jacksonville. So, I'm going to give Trevor Lawrence still four, though. We have seen the high end from Trevor Lawrence. We've seen the throws. We've seen the back corner of the end zone fitting it over a dude where you can only throw that ball in one spot, and he is hitting those throws. I still giving him a four. You know, I'd like to give him a five. I think he's going to be fine. But I'm just going to give a four just because we have – it's not what we expected. You know, I thought he would come out guns blazing. But his weapon – I mean, they have Laquan Treadwell as their number one receiver. If you remember him, then you know what I'm saying when I say Laquan Treadwell is their number one receiver. And they are featuring him heavy in the offense, which is always an issue. Moving on to the second pick, we have Zach Wilson – to the New York Jets, I, you know, I'm giving Zach Wilson another four. I, the, he's he's had some up and downs. He's thrown a lot of picks. The the thing that's concerning with me that m- maybe I give him like a three and a half. 
but like it's the things I'm concerned is that we're seeing issues with him that we didn't see at BYU. You know, the issues we saw at BYU were he was re- well at BYU. What we saw was he was accurate. He made insane plays. But he, the issue a lot of people has that he was always playing out of structure. He he's not really gonna sit there, go through his reads, and make the play. He was gonna those Mahomes plays a roll out, break a tackle, chuck a ball fifty yards deep, and complete. And we've seen. Those plays, you saw that insane run he had against Jacksonville. Those are the kind of plays that he can make. And one of the things, we, he was he was accurate in, in college. That's one of the things he was good at. He has a strong arm and he's accurate. He has not been accurate in his first year. And I don't know why that is. It's weird because he's digressed from things that we've seen at BYU, which is one of the things that kind of concerns me. But at the same time, we've seen him do it so it's also not too concerning because it's kind of a mess there another place where it's a mess we've seen a little bit of talent i'd like to have seen more but i'd like to give him some more time because you've seen the you've seen some high-end plays it has, we haven't seen a lot of high-end plays but we've seen some it's giving me some hope that i think he can still be fine there next up pick three we have trey lance i'm gonna give trey lance an na a not applicable because we just haven't seen it he made one start it looked a little bit rough, but, I mean, every rookie's first starts are rough. I mean, I think one of the things that has been an issue with this draft class is this draft class had high-end talent. We've seen glimpses, but, like, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance were not drafted to come out and be the offensive rookie of the year. Those dudes, we knew they were projects. They had insane talent, but they went to BYU and North Dakota State. We knew they were going to be projects. I don't know why everyone forgets that there's – Mac Jones was supposed to be the NFL-ready guy. In the draft, that's why he's looking like the offensive rookie of the year. He's coming hot. He's obviously now. I'm gonna say he's better than a lot of us thought, but he was supposed to be that guy. We knew he would come out hot. We knew Zach Wilson and Trey Lance would take some time, but everyone just has this thing in their mind that they need to be see it right away. We need to give these guys some time. They're gonna be fine. They were projects coming out. Projects aren't supposed to be good in their first year. There's a reason Patrick Mahomes sat his first year. He was a project. He didn't. He didn't even play his rookie year. So I think we need to give these guys some more time. I loved Trey Lance coming out. I think he's gonna be great. We might actually see him this week. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is dealing with an issue, and maybe Trey Lance leads them to a Super Bowl. You know, we thought there's gonna be a rookie that led their team to the Super Bowl in Mac Jones. Maybe it's Trey Lance. Maybe Trey Lance comes out. You know, kind of like a Colin Kaepernick. I'm not going to get into that whole Colin Kaepernick because I'm not trying to start anything online. But he did uh, – I don't think Colin Kaepernick – was he a rookie? He was either a rookie or second year when he led his team to the Super Bowl. He didn't have winning. But, you know, maybe Trey Lance is the next 49ers young quarterback that does something like that. Next pick for Kyle Pitts. I mean, you got to give Kyle Pitts a five. I mean, Kyle Pitts is – he's he's about to break 1,000 yards, and he's close to breaking the rookie receiving record for a tight end and yet he's somehow having an underwhelming season. That's that's Kyle Pitts for you. He's he's an amazing player. I mean, he's going to give a five, and I'm just going to move on because I think that's – we all know he's an insane talent. He's not even going to use that well. He's their only guy. If you start getting other receivers like Calvin Ridley back and some other weapons, he's just going to do even more for you. Next up, five, Jamar Chase. I'm giving Jamar Chase a five. Um, he's, he's had a slumps, but, like – We've seen the deep threat ability that everyone fell in love with in the draft. The speed, the breaking tackle ability. I mean, that play against the Ravens where he breaks four tackles and goes for a 70-yard touchdown in the first time they played. I mean, that's what Jamar Chase is. He's the best after after the ball. Behind Kadarius Tony with the ball in his hands. 
He's a deep threat. I mean, keep in mind, they have tons of weapons in Cincy. So he's bound to have quiet games just because of the weapons they have now. I'd like him to be a little more. He started off this season super hot and kind of cooled down, but I'm still giving him a five. I'm not worried at all. The next pick, we have number six, Jalen Waddle. Now, honestly, Jalen, I don't know how Jalen Waddle's not an offensive rookie of the year contention right now. I mean, he right for my money right now, he's right up there with Mac Jones for offensive rookie of the year. He has, I think he already has over 100 receptions. Tua cannot throw the ball deep, which is Jalen Waddle's arguably his best ability is the deep threat. But he's making it work with these underneath and mid routes. I think he definitely needs to be in rookie of the year. He is a five. I don't know if I said that already. He's a five. I'm not worried about Jalen Waddle. He is what we thought he would be. Now, we haven't seen the injury issues pop up, which is what had some people concerned. He's looked great. I mean, he's the talent that we all knew. Now, should should the Dolphins still have traded out for him? That's a different conversation. I'm going to say, no, you don't trade out for a receiver, especially giving away next year's first-round pick, which isn't looking as bad now. It was a top-five pick for a while, and as an Eagles fan, I wish it was still a top-five pick. But they've had the most cupcake schedule in the league the last couple weeks, so I'm not too worried about it. Next up, on to pick seven, we have Penny Sewell, who I'm going to give a five. He had a weird kind of start. You know, he starts at right tackle, struggles a little, moves to left tackle uh, once Taylor Decker gets hurt, and he balls out at left tackle. He's one of the highest graded. Taylor Decker comes back, he has to move back to right tackle, and then he's kind of he's kind of settled in as right tackle. And the fact that we, he has that versatility, because it's really hard. People understand how hard it is when you've played left tackle your whole life to go play right tackle. It's a whole different footwork, stance, you know, different kind of blocking schemes and stuff. It's a lot different, and he is adjusted, and he has been balling out one of the highest-grade tackles for PFF the last few weeks, and I, he's a five. I'm not worried about Penny Sewell at all. Now, the only thing that could give me a four is, you know I'm saying, someone there is someone later on that I still would probably have over Sewell, and I think only one person before the pre-draft saw this guy better than Sewell, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Number eight, we have J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn, I'm giving another N.A., just like Trey Lance, he started. He looked promising in the preseason. I think he only played what one or two games. I think he might have had a pick in his first game, maybe a second game. Maybe it was in the preseason. I don't really remember, but he's been hurt most of the year, so I'm not going to give him a grade yet. I think he'll be fine. I still think it was definitely the wrong pick. They going for uh, Sam Darnold and going for that, but I'm not going to get into who was the right pick and not, especially with a guy who hasn't played. So I'm just going to give him not applicable right now. Next up, pick nine, we have Patrick Sertan. Uh, I'm giving Patrick Sertan a five. I think he's going to be an incredible player. And now, keep in mind, when I'm saying these fives, I'm not saying position, like, would I do this pick again? No, I wouldn't. I would pick a quarterback if I was the Broncos again. But for what Pat Sertan is, yes, he's a five. He's going to be a great quarterback. He's going to be a pro bowler. He'll probably be all pro one day. He, he was the most pro ready, though. We knew this coming out. He was the most pro-ready corner we've seen in a while. He comes out, and he's balling. He's what we expected from him. He's a solid corner. Number 10, Devontae Smith. As an Eagles fan, you know, I was jumping between 4 and 5, but I'm going to give him a 5 just because we see like, his catching ability. He catches – I mean, he does have drops, but he catches – all these insane catches, you know, we've seen him the last two weeks in Washington and New York. He's made some incredible sideline catches. I think he's still being underutilized with Jalen Hurts' inability to kind of throw the ball some. So, you know, I think there's still more that we haven't even seen from him because of the Eagles offense. They're running the ball a lot. He's kind of getting hidden, but, I mean, the talent's been there. If you watch all 22, he's getting open damn near every play. Like, he is what we thought he would be. He's a baller, and he's... I think he fits in right where we thought he would be. 
Jamar Chase is an incredible athlete, number one receiver. Jalen Waddle, if he could have been an incredible athlete, he would be that next guy. He is an incredible athlete. He's not getting hurt. He is that next guy. Devontae Smith is that third receiver who's still really good. He's a top 10 pick. I do think he is still the third best receiver out of this draft class. I think, I mean, it's a it's a battle between Waddle and Chase. I can maybe even see Waddle's the best receiver out of this draft class from what we've seen. But I digress. We're going to move on to the next pick and not get into that. Number 11, Justin Fields, the Bears trade up for him. I'm going to give Justin Fields a four. Also, I still think he's going to be good. We've seen some flashes. I loved what I saw. I can't even remember what game that was. It was the Monday night game where he was wheeling and dealing. I want to – it wasn't the Packers. I can't remember who it was, but he was wheeling and dealing on one of those Monday night games. It was against the Steelers. That's what it was. He played against the Steelers, and he started showing up, and we saw that Justin Fields. Now, he still has the issues that we saw in college, you know. He doesn't go through progressions. He stares down his receivers. But, like, we've seen the high-end talent, and I think he's going to be fine. He's in an awful offense. Just like it's all these quarterbacks are in awful offenses, but I still think that was a steal at number 11. I'm giving him a four for that pick. Number 12, Micah Parsons. I don't know how much I have to say. Uh, defensive player of the year, maybe. I think Garrett's going to win, de- should win defensive player of the year. He'll win defensive rookie of the year. He's a, he's a six. Can I give him a six? Can I say he's going to be a Hall of Famer? Is that too early? I mean, we all knew he was an incredible athlete at linebacker. No one knew he'd be this at D-end, though. They didn't play him at D-end that much um, in Penn State, but they're playing him at D-end, and he's even better than advertised, and we knew he was going to be one of the most sure things in this draft class. Now pick 13 is where we're going. Rashawn Slater, he's an incredible tackle, probably better than Penny Sewell. He's... An incredible, he could, he could, I don't, I don't think he was a pro bowler, but he could have been a pro bowler this year. I mean, he's been insane for the Chargers. He's come out, hit the ground running. Daniel Jeremiah was probably the only one who saw this coming. He's better than Penny Sewell. I will say that Penny Sewell's great. Penny Sewell's going to be a pro bowler. Rashawn Slater's better. He's just really good. And Daniel Jeremiah, I, I respect Daniel Jeremiah. He's just one of my favorites in the scene. And he had Rashawn Slater over Penny Sewell the whole time. And everyone thought he was crazy. <laughs> Hey, look, look who's laughing now. That's all I'm going to say. Elijah Vera Tucker at 14. I'm going to give him a four. He's going to be good. Um, you know, we've seen a little issues with him. He's been kind of up and down, but he's going to be a great guard. I mean, there's no arguing that. I definitely would never trade up for a guard. I think they made an awful decision there, but he's going to be good. No arguing that. I'll still give him a four. Now we're going to Mac Jones at pick 15. I mean, I got to give the dude a four also. You... Ah, Maybe I, I I guess I should probably should give him a f I'll give him a four and a half because I can't give him a five because he is what we thought he was. You know, he's a good quarterback. He'll pass the ball, he's accurate, he'll make good reads. He he doesn't have that height. He's not gonna carry an offense though. We've seen that the last couple weeks. He's a really good rookie quarterback. He's gonna be a really good quarterback for years to come. But like he's not gonna be he he I mean, obviously he fell more than I think he should have. He probably would be a top five pick if we did again, but he doesn't have that talent. Like I, he's he's at the top of the rookie quarterbacks right now. I think Lawrence Wilson and Trey Lance and maybe even Justin Fields are gonna pass him at some point just because of the talent they have. Now Mac Jones was the most pro ready. He comes from an Alabama offense. They ran a lot of pro style kind of stuff. He was getting through progressions. He has a great mentality. That's why he's gonna be a great quarterback. But he does have limitations. He's not gonna carry an offense. If he has a good run game, he can wheel and deal and make it work but he's not going to carry an offense and win a Super Bowl on his back. 
So that's why I give him a four and a half, not a five. Sorry. Now moving on to pick 16. So if you look at those first 50 picks, this draft honestly was one of the best drafts in a long time. I think it's going to be one of the best we've seen for a long time. I mean, I don't, I didn't get, I gave out what, one three maybe? Did I even give out a three? I think everyone in that draft, the first 15 picks are, they're looking great. I mean, the quarterbacks, it's hard to see. Quarterbacks are hard. But, like, this draft, the first 15 picks are one of the best 15 we'll see. I guarantee you if a year from now I'm doing this video on the 2022 class, there's going to be some three or twos in the top 15. I can guarantee you that. There is every single year C.J. Henderson, Derek Brown. There Every year there's those guys that just aren't what we thought they would be in the top 10 top 15 this year somehow there there isn't looking like there is and that's just how good of a draft class this was now moving on to pick 16 Zayvon Collins is where the draft gets a little shaky I'm giving Zayvon Collins a two and a half he's a big he's a big body he's a run stopper we kind of like he's kind of what we thought we'd be he'd ha he's has some issues now rookie linebacker is one of the harder rookie positions to come out and hit the ground running Micah Parsons and Jeremiah Wusokoromaro have made it look really easily. It's not easy, but I just, Zayvon Collins, we've seen the ups, we've seen the downs. He hasn't played, he's been playing more lately. He started off not playing as much. We'll, we'll have to see, give him more time, but I'm going two and a half for now. Alex Leatherwood, I don't know if I have to say much. He's one of the lowest graded guys in the league. He's played guard, he's played tackle. He looks bad at both. I'm giving him a one. Then my first one. I mean, we knew it. We knew on draft day. I don't know what they were thinking. I, I, I love, I love Mayock. You know, he did some great stuff before he became a GM. He did some great stuff. I now there's been arguments whether Gruden had the first round picks, Mayock had the late round picks. They've had some great late round picks, but their first round picks have been atrocious. It better have been Gruden picking, or else Mayock should not be at that job anymore because this was yet another Raiders bust. They had the room to become that next team. They had the first round picks. And they spent them on Josh Jacobs, Clellan Farrell, Jonathan Abram, Alex Leatherwood. Next pick, we're going on to pick 18. Jalen Phillips. I'm giving Jalen Phillips a four. I think he's looked good. He's had a lot of pressures. He hasn't played as much. He kind of took a little while to get going. I think he's looking good, though. He's going to be a good pick for Miami. Um, I don't know if he's the best DN in the class. It's hard to tell. There's still going to be some time. There's another guy coming up who I think has been looking really good too. I give him a four, though. I really like what I've seen from Jalen Phillips. I think he'll be good in the future. Next up, pick 19, Jameen Davis. I'm giving a two. I He's had his issues. We, he was really raw. He was definitely overdrafted. He definitely should not have gone, I don't even know if he, maybe late, maybe like back, back end of the first or second because he was a project. He was really athletic. He didn't do much at Kentucky, but he was just really athletic. And so he went... And that's what he is in the league, too. He's not great at covering. He's doesn't have great instincts. He's athletic. But, I mean, those are the issues we'll see. So I'll have to give him some years. He still could be good. I'll have to give him some years. But it has not looked great so far from Jameen Davis. Next up, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony is one of the hard ones because we've seen the talent. But we've also seen they haven't... You need to scheme Tony the ball. That's the reason... He went to 20. He probably still should have been a lower pick. You need to scheme him the ball. He's not going to just go run routes and get open. But when you get the ball in his hands, he is dangerous. That's why he's a first-round pick. That's why I still have hope for him. But I'll give him a three. 
Um, I think he can be good. They just need to find better ways to scheme him the ball. And he's – I mean, we've seen he's already – I'd already say he's top three, if not the best dude with the ball in his hands. I mean, he's dangerous when you have the ball, but you got to get him the ball, and New York has not been able to do that. Next up, Quiddy Pay at 21. I'm going to Quiddy Pay a four. We've seen athleticism. He's looking good. I really like what I've seen from Quiddy Pay. Um – I had him as my number two, actually, behind Jalen Phillips in the pre-draft. And he might be better than Jalen Phillips. That's the guy I was arguing about. He might be better. We don't know. I still want to see some more time. But he's looked good. I think he's going to be a really good player in the future. So that's why I'm giving him a four. Next up, pick 22, Caleb Farley. I'm going to Caleb Farley an N.A., just like J.C. Horn. Actually, you know what? I'm giving, I'm giving Caleb Farley a two, maybe a one and a half. And it's nothing that he's done on the field. We came in this draft – he had the back issues. We were scared with injuries. He's came in. He's already had injuries. He, he just keeps getting injured. This is not a great start for a player's career. That's why I'm giving him one and a half. You, you can't say it's a good pick if the dude doesn't play. They took a risk on Jeffrey Simmons. It worked out. He's one of the best D tackles in the league. They take a chance with Kale Farley. You still got to give it time, but it's just some dudes just get injured. And some dudes, you just they just can't help it. You know, They just get injured a lot. And that's just how their bodies are. And Farley might be one of those dudes, and I'm sorry to admit it. He's such an insane talent. He was a top 10 pick probably before the back injury, and then it's just he keeps getting injured. And it's hard to see because he's such a great talent. I want to see him play. I think he can be good. But it's just some of these players, it, it sucks to see because I think he really could be good. Christian Darisaw, I'm going to give a three. He kind of struggled to find his way on the field with injuries at the beginning of the season. He started to play. He's been good in the run game. Shaky in the pass game, but I think he'll get better. They needed a tackle. I think he'll be a good tackle for Minnesota. And I'm going to give him a three. You know, he's right in there. Want to see more, but what I've seen is some up, some down, you know. Next up, Najee Harris at 24. I'm going to give Najee Harris. A lot of people are going to hate me for this. If you just play fantasy, you give him a four or five. You think he's been great. I'm giving Najee Harris a two. I'm, I'm like, I'm worried. If running backs aren't fast, you don't succeed in the league. He is not fast. He looks slow. He he just looks slow. I mean, he he has he has an awful old line. I called it before the season. I didn't want to touch him in fantasy because he has an awful old line, and he did. I don't, I didn't expect him to get 17 receptions a game, but he's been better in the past game than I thought. But he just looks slow. He's broken some tackles, but they're just standstill break tackles. You know, he's not forcing a lot of missed tackles. If that makes sense, he's just getting through tackles and he'll be good he'll be fine but 24th overall worthy for running back 25th travis etienne you have to give him an na um one of the worst picks in the first round still just because you have james robinson urban meyer has something against james robinson he's gone james robinson looks good when he gets the ball and travis etienne i think will be good i mean he has the speed i i don't I still know why they picked him. He got hurt, so we didn't even get to see him. So I'm giving him an NA, but he's gonna have to really show something to get a good grade once we look in the future. Greg Newsome, the second, I'm gonna give a four. He's looked great when he's played. Um, you know he gets beat sometimes, but that's gonna happen. You're a rookie. Rookie corners get beat, but he's shown tons of flashes, and I think he's one of the steals of the draft. And so for that, I'm giving Greg Newsome a four. He's looked incredible his rookie season. Next up, Rashad Bateman at 27. I give a three. 
he's getting kind of up and down. A team that doesn't not good. Lamar's not that great at passing the ball. We know this. He's a system quarterback. Go back and watch my old videos if you want to. You know how I feel about Lamar. He's a great quarterback, but you need a great system around him. And the system does not involve a lot of passing. It involves using him on the ground. And so it's been hard for Rashad Bateman. He's looked promising, though, lately. Um, he's shown some flashes. I'm going to give it a three. You know, he could be good. I just want to see him in a more passing offense, a quarterback that's actually going to get him the ball. And he gets on the field. He was hurt for a while at the beginning of the season, so it's hard. Peyton Turner, I'm giving an N.A. We haven't really seen him a lot. Um, he was a project player, another guy. We knew he wasn't going to play a lot. He needs to get better. So I'm going to give him an N.A. and just move on quickly. Eric Stokes, I'm giving a three. He's better than I thought. Don't get me wrong. I thought I'd be giving this pick a one or a two. But he's been he's, – he has he has some of the worst ball skills in the NFL as a corner. But he's been sticky. He's been he's been staying on guys. He's been more sticky than I thought with receivers, and he's been playing a lot better than I thought. I'll give him that. He's been pretty good, but he sells some of the worst ball skills. He should have like fifteen picks, but he has awful ball skills. He needs to hit the jugs. Eric Stokes, you should hit the studs. Hit the jugs. I can't even talk. Someone else I know should hit the jugs. You know who you are. Gregory Rousseau next at pick thirty. I'm going to give Gregory Rousseau a three. He's also better than I thought. I If you watch my D-line breakdown before the draft, I think I thought he should have been a D-tackle. I didn't think he'd succeed. He started off actually doing really well. He started off hot, kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, he's been very up and down, so I'm going to give him a three. We need to see more. But I, he's better than what I thought. I will give him that. I thought this was a bad pick at first, and it's looking better than I thought. I still think Buffalo could have gone in a different direction, but it's not bad. Next up, we have Adafe Owe, also previously known as Jason Owe, now Adafe Owe for the Ravens. I'm going to give this pick a four. I've really liked what I've seen. He's athletic. I mean, he already has like triple the amount of sacks in the NFL as he did in college his senior year. He, he's been really good. He's been balling out. You know, Baltimore has a, a thing for edge rushers. They produce edge rushing talent like no other team. And he's just going to be that next one, that next great edge rusher that they produce. And he's been balling. I'm, I really liked what I've seen from Adafi Owe, and I think he's going to be really good in the future. He could be the best DN of this class. We saw the talent in high school, or in, in high school, in college. We saw the athleticism. We saw the talent. We wondered, can he produce in the NFL? Can it translate? I think the answer is yes. I think I've seen the answer will be yes. And he's just going to get better. He's he's just going to get better every year. Next up, we have Joe Tryon. Shoyinka. Now, he's an interesting one. He he balled out in the preseason. We thought he was going to be that dude of this class, the steal of the class. Then he comes in, he just hasn't played much. You know, he hasn't really carved out a role. When he does get in, he hasn't done much. So I still have high hopes for him. I think he'll do more in the future. But for now, I'm just giving I'll give I'll give him a three for now. Um I think he will be good. He's shown the flashes. He needs to get more moves for sure. He's a one a tr one trick pony, and that doesn't work in the NFL. They'll study you. They'll take your one trick away. So he'll have to develop more moves. But I still think he'll be good. I still have high hopes for Joe Tryon. So I'm giving him a three, and that closed out the first round. Um, that was a good round. I might go ahead and do something on the next rounds. Get some more mock drafts. We're gonna go ahead and end the podcast off here with talk about the Jaguars head coaching there's been a lot of talk about this they've been interviewing people now the first two people that they've interviewed Byron Leftwich was the first one my thoughts on Byron Leftwich are I think the Bruce Aaron scheme 
that he would bring, the air raid scheme would work perfect with Trevor Lawrence. I think he would be incredible in that scheme. That's a great scheme for him. I don't think Byron Leftwich is that dude. He's been under Arians. He's been under Tom Brady. Is he that guy? I don't know if he's that guy. I, I think the hype's kind of coming out of nowhere. We've seen some awful games from this Tampa offense when they don't have two Pro Bowl receive, receivers and the best quarterback of all time. We've seen the ups and downs. I, I don't know if he's especially a first-year guy. I don't know if he's the guy to pair with Trevor Lawrence. My favorite candidate is the guy they interviewed, and that's Doug Peterson. I think Doug Peterson has won a Super Bowl as much as you want to say about him. He's won a Super Bowl. He's grown Carson Wentz into a talent. He made Carson Wentz almost an MVP. Now you can say a lot of it was Frank Reich. Doug Peterson was still in that building. He's done it. He has that experience. He can probably get a pretty good staff together. I would like to hope, even though he had an awful staff, if he comes in with that staff he was trying to bring in with Philly, that's one of the reasons I think he got booted out of Philly's because the staff was awful that he was trying to bring. I think he could recruit a staff, though. And I think they need someone with structure who's going to – They it was such a mess this year. They need someone who knows what they're doing, has experience, who will come in and – not, I don't think they should get a first-year head coach. I don't think they should. Now, I'll mention two guys at the end that I think if they were to go first-year head coach, they should go. But they should not go first-year head coach, and they definitely should not go into the college ranks. I know they've been talking with some college ranks. Don't. You, you saw how that turned out. Don't do that. Doug Pearson would be my favorite, though. I think he would be great for what they have. My next candidate I thought is Jim Caldwell would be just a great guy. There's been some rumors about him. I think he'd be a great guy to come in and fix this mess, like what I've been saying. He's been there. He's done that. He knows the ins and outs. He would have to bring in a good staff, I think. But if he can get a good staff, a good OC in D.C., especially a good OC to help kind of mentor Trevor Lawrence, I don't see why Caldwell would be out of the conversation. I think he would probably be my second guy. Like I said, I think they need a coach who's done it. They need a coach with experience. And Caldwell has tons of experience. He's been around the league He'll set you up, and if he brings in a good staff, I think. Because I think one of the things that people don't think about when they talk about coaches and who they should hire, one thing a lot of teams think about that just people in general don't, the general public, is who you bring in matters a lot. Who's going to be your OC? Who's going to be your DC? Who's going to be your quarterback's coach? Those things matter to coaches. Like Who will you bring with you? And Caldwell could probably get another guy who could get a good staff. I think that's why someone like Joe Brady – Brian Dayball maybe didn't get the opportunities in enemy Maybe they didn't get the enemy I don't know. I think he could get a good staff. But, like, those other guys, I think part of the reason they didn't get head coaching gigs is because they probably, like, who's Joe Brady going to bring in? I don't think he has those guys that he could bring in with not a lot of experience and connections in the NFL ranks. They don't have those guys they could bring in and have that coaching staff because that's a really important thing is who will you bring because you're not the only guy coaching. OC and DC are just as important. So... That's why I got that called. Well, I think he could put together a pretty good staff with all of his connections that he has. Now, the last guys, if they do want to go first-year head coach and kind of bring up a guy with Trevor Lawrence, we've seen it work out before. I mean, as much as you want to say Doug Pearson and Carson Wentz did it. They came in the same year, first-year guys. They won a Super Bowl. Now, were either of them that important? Who knows? I don't want to get into that. But we've seen it work. If they do want to go that way, I'd say Dayball and Bienemy are the best options. They've worked with those young quarterbacks, Allen and Mahomes, we've seen them come up. Both really creative play callers. They can get the most out of Trevor Lawrence. That's what you got to do. 
the Jaguars need to get the most out of Trevor Lawrence. You have a generational talent at quarterback. Don't don't let us see what we saw this year. We need to see that Trevor Lawrence. The NFL will be blessed when Trevor Lawrence comes in because he is still in the same talent. I still think he will be a Hall of Famer one day. But he has all the talent. Get him a coach that can help him, and then they'll all be, they'll be all good. Now that right there is going to be the end of the podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Uh, let me know if you guys want to hear anything else, what you guys thought about my grades for first-round picks. Anyone you thought was better or worse than I said. And um, I'll probably have a video previewing the national championship next week after we see what happens in these college football playoff games. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Leave a like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're just on the podcast, go and check out my YouTube channel. I do a lot more stuff there, different mock drafts and videos. I haven't gotten a lot going yet. We'll get those videos going soon, though. Hope you guys enjoy, and I'll see you guys next time.